Welcome to the Get Woke Podcast. I'm Chissie and Kemra. And I'm Sophie Levine. This week, we saw Jordan Peele's movie, Get Out. It was so good. It was so good. Oh, we're going to talk about it. Don't stop it because uh, we, can, uh, we can use that. Now we can't? Yeah, we can. Now we can't. Yes, we can. Hi, Chissie. Hi, Sophie. We just pushed record and sat and stared at each other waiting for the other person. We knew what we were going to say and then we just didn't say it. It's fine. These things happen. Hello, Chissie. Hi. 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 Uh, nice to meet you. Nice Do meeting you come here you often? Too. Ew. Yeah, oh, gross. Um, so, hi. what happened this week? Obama's back! Yay! America's Obama. father. Oh my god, my oh, dad. I've missed him so. The African dad we all need and want. <sighs> Love him so much. I miss him endlessly. Yeah. Um, Obama spotted in New York. The happiest day of my life because now I feel like when I walk down the street, I might run into Barack Obama. That won't happen. Oh. But <laughs> you never know. Ouch. <laughs> um, he um, looked amazing. He I saw so photos good. and he looked so cute. He looked so happy and refreshed and just like he took a nap. He obviously didn't read the tweets that day yet. Oh. Does I... he ever read the tweets? I don't know. He probably doesn't, honestly. It's too much stuff to He get. can't be tagged in photos on Twitter. Yeah, that's normal though. Cause not everywhere. Be, like, he racist. can on Instagram, but oh, not on, won't let you on Twitter. Yeah, old people are handling his social media, so that's real. It's, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's back. He took Malia to theater. He did. They went to dinner. They did. Oh, Love. She's it. just like interning for Harvey Weinstein, living her bliss. She's set for life, and I want to be her. Oh, sorry. What? I just love her. I mean, same. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. What else happened this week? Let's go through it. What happened um, with you? So, great things have been happening. Uh, last night I went to this amazing book release party oh, yeah. uh, for Tiffany Dufu. Um, she's an art, an author, excuse me, um, also an artist, whatever. Um, she's an author and she wrote this book called Drop the Ball. And it is basically about how women will achieve more and can achieve um to their fullest potential if they if they allow themselves to let go a little bit. And they, it's both a book and a memoir, and it has advice that's actionable. Um, and a lot of people are talking about it. Um, Sheryl Sandberg read it. She wrote a great little quote. And, uh, yeah, Tiffany's uh, amazing. And I heard her speak last night, and it was really, really inspiring. Um, I'm excited to read this book because Me I haven't too. yet. But um, you can buy it online, and you can buy it wherever you buy books. It's called Drop the Ball. So, yeah. <laughs> she should be our next book of the week. Wait, yeah. We should do that. Speaking of. Speaking, Speaking of. Woke of the Week. Woke of the Week. No, she really should. I just thought of that as you we were talking. Yeah. Honestly, I was like super inspired seeing her last night. Um, there was this party for her um, at the Wing in New York, and it was dope. And it was a room filled with women doing incredible things. There were a lot of women of color. It was an amazing setup. And she spoke with some of the um, women that she surrounds herself with that she's kind of been um, anchored by. I should say. I love that. And they spoke for maybe about 20 minutes um, about the book and about her life. And the book is a memoir. And it was really, really personal to me because I think the things that she was talking about last night um, were kind of a reflection of myself. So obviously I'm buying the book and I will be reading it and you will hear about me talk about it. I can't wait to, to you know, dive in. I really want to read it. It's yeah, funny. Too. I wrote down the title. I, I heard an interview with her and I wrote it down weeks ago and completely forgot That's until you so said funny. that. I love yeah. that. She's our next Woke of the Week. She will be our next yeah. Woke of the Week. Um, this week, our Woke of the Week. Who is it? Her name is Jaha Dugray. Yeah. She's 
dope. I'm super inspired by her. She's just this fierce Muslim black woman who was a victim of female genital mutilation herself as a child and started this incredible foundation called Safe Hands for Girls. And it's just fighting to end FGM. And I think it's super it's, it's super important. And it's something that happens in the U.S. that no one talks no one about. about. If you don't know about female genital mutilation or didn't realize that it's something that happens at all, do yourself a favor and research it because yeah. it, it's it's around. And, and the it's fact that, that Jaha is doing doing a lot to end it with her foundation, she's super inspiring. And I, yeah. you know, that's why she's our Woke of the Week. She sure Woke is. of the week. Yeah. Um, what else happened this week? New music. There's always new music. Yeah. Um, I work in the music industry, and I'm always scrounging for something new because I, I get into the habit often of listening to the same things over and over again, my emo tunes from 2007 mm. that I will never stop listening to. Um, and this, um, this artist named Khalid just came out with his new album. He's this 19-year-old from Texas. And honestly, I'm not going to get into it because you just have to listen to it for yourself but it is one of the best albums i've heard in a very very long time and uh go listen to saved by khalid it came out yesterday literally um i listened to it three times in a row the album that's That's a sign that's a sign that's a damn support black art let's talk about get out okay get out Yay. yay okay spoiler alert if you haven't seen get out why? First of all, why? Second of all, please thank you for supporting our podcast, but like <laughs> hop off right now. Or pause. We will wait. We'll wait. Okay, ready? Okay, ready. Pause, go see it, and then come back and we'll talk. Ready? Pause. pause. Great. So now that you've seen Get Out. <laughs> Everyone who's listening from here on out has seen Get Out, and you're one of the chosen few. Cool. Yes. So anyway. Let's we... go through it. Yeah. Get Out is a movie. Do you want to summarize or should Sure. I? Get Out is a movie that uses uh, a horror film as a vehicle to discuss race relations in America through a black man going home with his white girlfriend and they're obviously in an interracial relationship. Yes. Where to even begin? <laughs> Where do we go from there? <laughs> so, yeah, let's talk about it. What happened in this movie? Um, basically, there's two main characters, Chris, who is played by Daniel Kaluuya, and Rose, who's played by Allison Williams. By the way, perfect casting. Absolute brilliant casting. Allison Williams, not only was she great in the movie, but it's just a perfect commentary on, like, her whiteness in the, in real life, life and how <laughs> so many people just don't like her. Right. And but she's also, super yeah. And then Daniel Kaluuya, if you recognize him, you know him, you watch Black Mirror because he was in an incredible episode in, I think, the second season, and he's an yeah. insanely talented actor. Yeah. They both, as whatever anyone will say, this casting was not only perfect, but they both were very, very great. Allison Williams was incredible. She yeah. did a great job. Everybody was great. Bradley Whitford. Scary. Ugh. Catherine Keener, my mom. Love. Love both of them. Um, the creepy brother, whose name I still don't know. Don't know him. He's Don't know, don't care. He was crap out of me. So scary and so perfect. Really, really perfect. So, um, so yeah, what happened? Uh, summary from the beginning. I guess. So I'm just going to go in. (laughs) The movie has a lot of insane and beautiful and really well done symbolism and imagery. Yes. Um, So just from the beginning, 
Chris and Rose are driving on their way to Rose's parents' house, and they hit a deer. And when they get to their parents' house, uh, Bradley Whitford, who is her dad, basically explains how he thinks that deer are overpopulated and they're ruining the ecosystem. And every time he sees a deer... That's dead. That's dead. He's like, that's just one less deer that we have to deal with. And it is perfectly... It's a perfect... uh, dialogue but it's a perfect uh example of how he a lot of people view black people and people of color in this country that's so much of this movie too it's just the symbolism behind everything everything it's like some great gatsby green light shit right and also (laughs) the phrase black buck was used um as a racist term back in like post reconstruction america i read this obviously i don't know this (laughs) this is not knowledge i just have um and it basically was about black men who didn't uh heed to white men and so they called them black bucks, and it was a really uh, offensive term. And I love that symbolism with the deer. And the best part is that uh, deer's antlers are what killed Bradley Whitford in the end. <laughs> I love Go it. Daniel oh, Kaluuya. So perfect. Yeah, killed it. Yeah. What um, else? There's a lot of like slave to dog references. Yeah, like calling him boy. Lots of boy in the movie. Atta boy. Dirty, dirty dog. dog in all the, of it. All of it. And it's very slavery ridden, and I hate it. Yeah. And so at the end. Not at the end, but whatever. When Daniel is being held captive in the basement, the blind artist, uh, excuse me, the blind art dealer that essentially is planning to take over his body calls him a dirty dog in the scene. That's point one. Point two, the way that Daniel Kalua finds a way to uh, escape is by literally picking the cotton from the, the chair, chair that he scratched through to put in his ear so he doesn't get hypnotized. That is... I did not notice that the first time around. I did not notice the second time around. <laughs> By the way, this is the second time I've seen this movie with Sophie. Um, and it is so well done. So love that, love that symbolism. Everything. Painful, but really great. Yeah. Um, what? Oh, when they ask him, there's a dinner table scene when the first night when they're there, the whole family's at dinner. They're, ask, they're just trying to get to know him, or so it seems. Right. Um, they're asking him just questions that, which is, this is the perfect example of, Everyday microaggression, mm-hmm. right? Asking him, where, did you get into fights as a kid? Street Not only fights. fights, but street fights. Yep. Um, if he was into MMA or UFC, what was his sport? Was it football? Was it um, baseball? Basketball. All things that are hitting stuff right. or whatever. Um, very subtly trying to get at him. And also that scene in general was horrifying the guy who plays rose's brother is such a good actor he's so scary and obviously this was like a thriller it was a horror movie there was blood there was gore all that stuff i'm like used to i watch a lot of horror movies but what really really scared me to the core was the way he was speaking at that table and the way that he was speaking to chris because it was so um overtly intimidating yeah overtly intimidating totally Yeah. yeah um what else? Well, there is a lot. Um, on that note, I guess, talking about uh, symbolism, Jesse Owens. While yeah. um, Bradley Whitford is walking Chris around the house, uh, he shows him a photo of his dad, who apparently... Um, uh, what's it called? Ran in the Olympics. He didn't run in the Olympics. He no? he He was, like, in the running to get into the Olympics. Oh, the same, the 1936 um, Olympics with Jesse Owens. And that Olympics was when Jesse Owens ran the 100 meter and won gold in front of Hitler. And instead of saying, like, Hitler is Hitler, 
he was like, yeah, you know, Hitler was spewing all of this Aryan nation's garbage and doing his Hitler thing. And here this black guy comes in and wins gold and proves him wrong. And it's the, it is foreshadowing because Bradley Whitford's character is uh, describing the physical abilities of a black man and that's what makes him powerful and that's what proves Hitler wrong, not the fact that he's just a human being. And the entire movie, the taking over of black bodies, they're not taking over the black mind, they're taking over black bodies because their perception is the perfect, they, they say, they drop these words here and there, the, the perfect body and the perfect this is a white, mi- a white mind with a physically superior body. And woo, woo, it, woo. Hurts. it hurts. It's really, 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 uh, really well done. And on that note, um, Georgina and Walter are the, the basically the housekeepers. So Georgina works inside the house and Walter is a groundskeeper. And Georgina uh, is the physical um, body, the, the physical body of someone who used to be Allison Williams' friend, but it's actually her grandmother. And Walter is actually Allison Williams' grandfather. And you see that in the scenes with the black people who have already been there, they're either wearing hats or wigs. Obviously, the hat and the wig are there to cover up their lobotomy scars. Yeah. Um, but the, the wig surgery. the wig on Georgina is really interesting, too. Right. It um, is. There's this one scene where Chris is looking at her through a window from the outside, and she's admiring her face in the mirror, her perfect skin, her youthful whatever. Um her, she's wearing a wig, which you can probably talk on this way better than I can. Right. The wig is just obviously black hair care. Yeah. <laughs> like, very clearly. Like, let's... White grandma inside a black body doesn't know how to take care of black hair. I barely know how to take care of black hair, <laughs> and I am a black woman, that it's not easy. And yeah. you'll see later in the movie when the wig comes off, her hair is slicked back, might be in a braid, but it's for ease of putting the wig on, but also so that she doesn't have to deal with black hair care. And yeah. it's, it's incredible. But it's yeah. also great watching... Her admire her skin because, well, the actress that plays Georgina is absolutely stunning. Beautiful. She has beautiful skin. And as we all know, black don't crack. Black don't. (laughs) Hey, hey. Um, Which is such a a nod to, like, maybe not necessarily just white people, but, like, anti-aging, nobody wants to get older, mm -hmm. white people want to take care of their skin as long as they can, kind of a narrative. And here they found an easy way to find a beautiful black body. Precisely. <laughs> and not have to deal with the hair and uh, just admire the skin all day, which is what Georgina was doing. Precisely. Basically. Yeah. Um, what else? There was also a character who had been taken over by the white people. Um, his name was Logan, but it originally was Andre and they happened to know him. Um, Chris happened to be friends with him mm-hmm. and he had gone missing six months ago and he appears with the white people as this kind of like old timey seeming guy. He's just like very off in general. Right. Um, but what we found interesting was that when we find out he goes missing on the internet, they give him sort of a backstory. They give him an identity, which you never see. Like when, when black people go missing in this country every day and you barely, you barely hear about it. And when you do hear about it, it's like someone's missing and that's what it is. And that's normal. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, it, there's too many people. But in this, you see when Rod from TSA, Chris's friend... Who is, we'll come back to because I love him. Because he's amazing. When he is Googling uh, uh, Andre's disappearance, it shows, like, Brooklyn native missing. And then there's another article that says jazz musician missing. Yeah. So it gives him a little bit more of a... He wasn't just some black guy from Brooklyn. He was a talented musician. And right. it, enough so that it was written about in an article when he went missing but I also wonder I also wonder if that was done on purpose Mm -hmm. like jazz musician Brooklyn native like he's black he's black it was like 
yeah. Yeah. Subtle, but still a commentary of sorts. Um, so, yeah. Rod from TSA. Amazing. Love him. I fucking love that TSA became the hero of the movie, mm-hmm. sort of. Um, we all think of TSA as this, like, shitty system that just profiles people and... A literal nuisance. A literal nuisance. Um, so I really, really loved that they gave TSA a sort of different look and the people of TSA, like they're just doing their jobs, Mm -hmm. whether or not they're a racist person doing a job is one thing, but Mm -hmm. Rod from TSA fucking saved the day. He's a black man that is working the system that usually works against black men. Yes. And he comes to save the day. Oh, thanks. Well said. Thank you. Um, Yeah. And he's hilarious, and he's a comedic relief. Like, this is, totally. a, this is a thriller, but it's also a dark comedy, but there are actual laugh-out-loud moments, and I'm like, yes. Yes. Like, the first time that I saw this movie, and actually the second time, multiple people were, like, yelling at the TV, like, <laughs> laughing out loud and so happy whenever yeah, Rob too. was on the screen, and yeah, I loved it. Loved it. Um, let's talk about one one more symbolism-y thing, which is great. We talked about how Bradley Whitford died, um, basically, um, by the one thing that he hated, deer, um, and deer antlers. But his son, also, who was an incredibly intimidating part of the movie, was killed in a way that is super telling. So he not only asked uh, Chris if he got into street fights as a kid, but he's obviously a flaming racist. And at the end, when Chris kills him, he stomps on his head. And that is super triggering for a lot of people. It's triggering triggering for me because I watched American History X way too young. (laughs) Horrifying. See it, but not when you're eight years old. Anyway, um, he was killed in a way that white men killed black men in this country during civil, literally forever. Yeah. And it's a street fight, but white men perpetuated it. White men would take black men outside, make them bite the curb and they would stomp on their heads. And it was a very, very violent way to kill another human being. And Chris essentially did that to yeah. Rose's brother. And he, I was like yelling at the screen, like, yes. He also, I don't know if you noticed this bef- right before he curb stomps him, he, or not, you know what yes. I mean? He picks up, <laughs> a croquet ball and oh, hits yeah. him in the head with like the whitest possible thing. Right. Croquet. Cro- like come on. Come on. Like, so that was cool too. Love um, that. Yeah. What else? Okay. My favorite scene in the entire movie, which I'm never going to forget about because it's so perfect. Allison Williams drinking milk out of a straw. And eating Fruit Loops. And eating Fruit Loops. But the milk. <laughs> yeah. She's, okay. Uh, let's there's start from a, the beginning. Let there's me... a bowl of Fruit Loops. Right. And a glass of milk with a black straw in it. She eats the Fruit Loops Bites them in half, which, first of all, who the fuck who does, does that? Who does that? Who needs... Okay. Then she takes a sip of milk through a straw. That is... Drinking milk out of a glass is the whitest possible thing you could ever do. It's drinking also milk disgusting. With, it's also disgusting. If you drink milk, you're harming yourself. It's gross. <laughs> you are not... You Humans are not supposed to be digesting But, like, milk with like dinner that. is, like, a notorious, like, white suburban thing to do. It's very, like homegrown American boy works on the farm, comes and yeah. eats and drinks milk with his like steak dinner. That's Ew! Also, <laughs> disgusting. No, it's not kosher. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Uh. <laughs> it's not kosher. And I think that entire scene was so well done. That scene actually in a weird way reminded me of Funny Games. If nobody's ever watched that movie. Funny Game, good for you. Such a good movie. Love it. Not going to get into the plot of it, but basically there's a lot of like, like white 
imagery, all white clothes, very like pressed and very stoic. And Allison Williams in that that scene is super she stoic. Is so she good. pulls her hair <sighs> back. She sips very deliberately out of this glass her milk, bites very deliberately a tiny bite out of a tiny Fruit Loop. And I think that scene was. Well done because of the character evolution that we see from her, which was very well done. But yes. it's also a little shady against Allison Williams. I'm not going to lie. I truly I think believe it was a it comment on her as a human being. A comment on her whiteness. Yes. Fully. 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 It, it was. Um, ugh, we so see good. you, Jordan Peele. Um, we yeah. love you, Jordan Peele. Literally, <laughs> we just went through a lot, and I'm going to be completely honest. It is very, very difficult to cut down this movie to just talk about specific things. There is a lot to unpack here. And I, I encourage everybody, if you've seen it once, go see, see it, it again. See it twice. Because, see it once. See it twice. Hey. Hey, hey, I, I, I'm just saying, like, watching it again today, I noticed so many more things. There are so many think pieces, obviously, that will yeah. be written about this. Sift through the garbage and read ones that will surprise you. Yes. And read them in a way... Be open, because there's a lot to learn. Yeah. I love it. Also... What I just read like 10 minutes ago is that Jordan Peele has four more social count commentary yeah. horror movies. Yeah. I'm so excited. Wait, one more one more thing on this movie. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, so we all know in the ending um, when uh, the police lights come up and you're like, oh man, black man and police, mm-hmm. white family dead. Mm-hmm. He's going to be taken away. Apparently, Jordan Peele was on the Another Round podcast. This is a plug. If you don't listen to that podcast, it's Tracy Why? Clayton and Heaven <laughs> Nagatu and it is incredible and it's really, really funny. Anyway, he said that there was an alternate ending to this movie where that those police lights were actually police and they came and you don't know if he's going to survive because obviously is he going to get a fair trial, but you just know he's never going to get out of the situation. Yeah. And it was super dark and he said that he went through a lot of different versions and a lot of, a lot of different endings to this movie. Which well, he's been working on it for like eight years. Eight years. And I think that he kind of used the evolution of what was going on in the country, socially and economically. The 2008 election. election. The 2012 election. obviously Hillary, the whole deal. Everything. And also, he said that, you know, the deaths of Trayvon Martin and and, uh, Eric Garner and a lot of the people that were killed, Mm -hmm. it, it spawned a conversation in this country that we're, everyone is trying to push forward. And I think that that, um that pushed him to choose the ending that he chose. But it's really interesting that he went through so many different versions of endings for this movie. Yeah. I personally am really happy that it ended the way that it, it did because it was like a little bit inspiring and hopeful. And I'm like, yeah, Rod from TSA, come back again. Rod from TSA! Yay! Um, okay, that's my last note, I promise. Um, <laughs> um, please go see this movie again. Go see it. And then if you want, let us know what you think. Please. Email us, staywoke at getwoke.co. Find not us. Com. That's true. Find us on all the things at getwokeco, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Instagram. This that's podcast. It. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> and let's come back. I mean, oh, our, iTu- our iTunes. Our podcast is on iTunes now. It's on Google. You're probably listening on your preferred provider, but if you skipped it, it's everywhere. So, uh, yeah, listen to us. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Get Woke is a platform, movement, and social campaign that encourages a dialogue on race through the act of storytelling and conversation. Find us on the internet at Get Woke Co. or email us at staywoke at getwoke.co. Not.com.